2: I think if we're going to force Americans to make these radical changes, they're not going to go along. You, you, you throw your hands up, but you right. not, you haven't. Oh, I can
3: do it, but you have not implemented about the plan. <laughs> so the visual for that is he's he's uh, berating Bernie, and Bernie throws his hands up. Hickenlooper says, go ahead, throw your hands up. I will. Well, I can do it, too. Wow. Weird old man moment. That's what I call that. Man, well said. For both of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. 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 Oh, hey, we need at some point we need to get to the uh, the mini debate within the debate about whether it should be illegal to cross the border illegally. Oh, wow. There's still plenty of these meatheads who are saying you know no human being is illegal. We should decriminalize it. And poor Beto, who I can't even believe I'm speaking his name. Please go away, Beto. At least he had the cojones. To say no, it it still I mean, there's got to be laws and uh was it um uh oh, Ryan? Paul Ryan? Tim. Tim Ryan. Uh, Ryan's Hope. Uh, Nolan Ryan. Knows. He's one of those Nolan guys, Ryan. He's one of those guys that just kinda of melds the guy into one guy I don't really know. Right. He's one of those guys. Yeah. yeah. But he he, he said if you want to come into the country, you should at least ring the doorbell. Yeah. And that, my friends, is a controversial stance in the Democratic primary. Yeah, well, he took that line from the Thomas Friedman column in the New York Times a week or so ago, I I, I would guarantee you. And uh, that's Tom Friedman, well-known liberal Democrat, right, who has said, if you want to come into my country, you got to ring the bell. He's four walls, but... On that stage, at least last night, that's a kind of an outlier position, which is amazing. Imagine that. I, I'm I'm I think this is a good thing that we have such stark, clear differences going on. I'm a little afraid of which direction the country's going to ultimately go. Yeah, I get enough rings on the tree of my life to understand that these wackadoo ideas get normalized a bit by bit by bit. Until, you know, two election cycles from now, people are used to talking about decriminalizing, crossing the border illegally. I I hope it doesn't go in that direction, but I fear it may. So the number one issue, according to the polls for Democrats and really for all Americans, is the health care thing. Yeah, and it should be. My sure. God, people are being ruined. You can't afford your insurance. You can't afford your premium. And you've got a deductible so high you don't dare, you know, seek medical care. It's screwed up. I agree with that. In the spin room after the debate, Chris Matthews of MSNBC was challenging Elizabeth Warren. This is a pretty interesting conversation. I, I get both of their uh, points on this, but, uh, well, here it is.
2: And Bernie's talking about it, eyeglasses, hearing aids, everything. Um, they don't to be more money. Oh, what? Will your payroll go up? It's, you, right. you dodge no, go no. it's no, not. You guys dodged that tonight. No, no. This is not a dodging. It's about where. No, because James saying, how much of your taxes going to go up? And you said, you
1: said. You, how say, much are your costs going to no, go No, no, down? no. Different question. How much will your taxes no, go up? No, it's how much are your costs? I have because a different question. it's how question. much. It's how much families end up spending. I know that argument. I know know, how you've covered it. It's not just an argument. You know, the Republicans did a study, and they hoped to show that Medicare for All was going to bust the budget. And you remember what it ended up showing? That Medicare for all is cheaper than our current system. That's the Republican. I know the function. argument
2: that you put it all together, you reduce the cost for health care premiums, and you get more benefits, and therefore you bet come out ahead. But will you pay more in taxes? Look, Why it, don't you want to answer that question? Because, because, because it, Jake said tonight it, that's a Republican question, talking point. It's not a Republican talking because point. It's this a question.
1: Is, it's a question about where people are going to come out economically. Look, no, that's I my spend, question. That's not my question. My question is how much will life. taxes go up? I spent most of my life studying families that went broke and a huge chunk of them went broke because of high medical bills and many of them had health insurance so the question is not do you have health insurance or not have health insurance the question is how much are you going to have to dig in your pocket to pay
2: i know that's the answer that you'd like to give but no, well, your taxes go up well, the your question
1: tax- is your total oh. cost okay
2: but there's no answer to the question of your taxes. there
1: are. is an answer to the question about your cost how about ta- because it's cost that matters <laughs> <laughs> let
3: me ask you about this so Chris Matthews is going to hell. I'm not a theologian. I am not omniscient. Chris Matthews must go to hell. Why? He's evil. What did he do that was evil? There? Well, listen, I found that. I find that question dumb. And well, I, I agree with you. Jake Tapper. If, if you're going to... And listen, part of it has to do with voters are often just not very astute. But listen, if you're going to raise my taxes $100... And drop my health care three hundred dollars. Why are you hammering on how much you're going to raise the tax? Right. I find that I found that discussion interesting. I hope everybody else did uh, on a couple of different levels. Clearly, she and Bernie don't trust voters to get what you just said. Exactly correct. Because yep. because she's unwilling to say, well, yeah, taxes will go up. She does not want that soundbite out there. Right. Which it shows sure is, how dumb politics Because is. she doesn't trust people and the media, too, to ex- explain what is obviously true. Well, if your taxes go up, but your premiums go down, and you save money in the long run, who freaking cares? She's right about that. Right. But she doesn't trust people to, to be smart enough to figure that out. Correct
4: she won't answer John, it. A, a comment well because as soon as she says yes taxes will go up Jake Tapper jumps in. okay shut up your time's over now we're going back to Delaney like the, <laughs> yeah, the, the, no the format doesn't allow for context nuance answers well, so she has a, to answer a question that's not being asked but,
3: but there was more time there with Chris Matthews to give a more context nuanced answer and she still wasn't gonna do it because she doesn't trust voters and I think she's right yeah. I agree with her you can't trust voters to understand that well we know this we saw it last year the, this, the all the numbers out there the vast majority of americans paid less in taxes that's not what they thought right because they're too stupid best example to understand that 83 percent of american families got a tax cut I and didn't get a refund this year. Most people are walking around But saying, I didn't get a refund this year. No, no, no. Your overall taxes no, less. No, I, I didn't get a refund. My taxes well, went up. Well, that's because you paid less the whole year. So Elizabeth Warren was right, right to deny Chris Matthews that answer. That's why we need monarchy now. <laughs> because people can't understand that simple proposition. I am willing to serve as your king. On the I other hand... I will be wise and benevolent. There will be a few executions. Well, quite a few executions. But other than that... I will usher in a calm and generous new era. But isn't that something? And I think Chris Matthews is coming from the world of look. We got to call it what it is, or we're going to get these hung around our necks. Um, but I, I think I yeah, I think he's wrong. I, I wish he were right. I wish people had the capacity to understand something that simple. Your homeowners association dues are going to go up $100, but you never have to pay any more utilities. So you're going to raise the homeowners dues. No, no, no. What are your utilities? Like $600 a month. Those are eliminated. But you have to pay just $100 more to your HOA. So my HOA dues are going up. You know, I, t- I here's, a, here's I, another good there's example. There's no way to run a country. Here's so another good system example. system of government. Also worth pointing out. Uh, don't don't let this conversation lead you to believe that that's true, because your taxes you will end up paying more overall. Uh, that, that there's tons of people done the research on that with a horrifying decline in the yeah. quality of medical care. Yeah. Here's another example of. Uh, I hate to say people are stupid because you're insulting the audience. I'm just Stupid so people are stupid. <laughs> well, non-stupid people are not. If you're a non-stupid person, why would you take offense at this? When gas goes up, people... When gas prices go a spike... People get out of the car they're in and go buy a car that gets better gas mileage. yes, and I remember being at a car dealership we were uh, we were at a car dealership that we were going to advertise four years ago, and the guy was the guy that ran the car dealership was talking about oh yeah they, 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 they they'll bring in a car that's paid for and take on a six hundred dollars a month car payment because they're going to save ten cents a gallon you know on gas <laughs> well, <laughs> and feel like they've won yes, it's, it's exactly like the premiums taxes argument yeah. you're paying way more per month now right. to drive. Right. But you're getting better gas mileage, so you consider that a win. As yeah, people can't do math. I I guess. <laughs> so one final thought on the healthcare thing. And I will tell you this and, and we've talked about this on the show probably more than we should because i don't know it's it's a serious thing, and it's a complicated thing and and it takes explaining what should be done to reform america's health care system so that average American families like y'all listening right now aren't being just murdered with health care costs and and it's a serious problem. And as you know, Steve Brill put it in his uh, brilliant book, A Bitter Pill. Uh, we have the worst sort of crony capitalism going on right now, where the government is involved exactly where it should not be, and not involved where it should be. Having said that, uh, Craig, the healthcare guru, frequent guest on the uh, Armstrong and Getty Show, I hope he wasn't in his cups when he wrote this because I'm going to quote him. <laughs> um, here's the takeaway, though, from the Democratic debate last night. These blanking fools want us to hand our entire healthcare system over to the same bureaucratic machinery that told us eggs and meat are bad, carbs and margarine are good, and sugar doesn't make us sick. That ignorant political machine is a primary reason we're all so sick to begin with. So, yeah, I mean, if you prefer, the same folks who run the DMV now will be in charge of medicating your child when he or she is sick. Uh, it's a terrifying notion, and it's a, it's a utopian notion. It is a vision of a reality that can never be achieved. But that's not to suggest there aren't serious problems. And you know what? As long as I'm griping, I think the Republican Party, partly because they're so beholden to lobbyists, has done a crappy, crappy job in explaining how they would help American families uh, You know, have a better reality we got some more excerpts and other things we can talk about. There is a Quinnipiac poll out today. What percentage of Americans think Trump is a racist that, uh, you know, that could have an effect on the election, I think. Among other things, coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Armstrong and Getty. The
5: Armstrong and Getty Show. Elon Musk uh, announced Tesla owners will soon be able to play streaming movies in their car. Hey, girl, want to come over? We can Netflix and crash. <laughs>
3: <laughs> wow. I missed it. I didn't have my ears in. Was it good? Well, well, the setup for the joke is one of the David Spade jokes from his new show that's going to be non-political, which uh, I need. Um, but the... the uh, the joke's not as important as the fact that Tesla is going to start streaming movies in their self-driving cars.
4: Yes. It's going to Boy. become a thing. Specifically, once they get the all-clear from regulators to go full automation mode, he is going well, to that, en- enable that.
3: Yeah, yeah but it's going to be all glowing biographies of Elon Musk. I've been asking <laughs> that question for years now since the topic first came up. Do I have to pay attention or not? And, you know, right now you mostly do, but ultimately, if ultimately it's a... A robot that comes and picks me up. at It's I like can, a train. And I could sleep or drink or read the newspaper or watch a movie or work, which is what a lot of people will probably do. That's sad. nerds. That's going to be sad. More people are going to be doing more work. <laughs> Although, if you if, if you can knock off those, final few emails or whatever, and then just leave it behind when you get home. That's a big if. That'd yeah. be a beautiful thing. That's the if. But uh, yeah, well that, that's that's appealing to me. If I just have to sit there and I no longer get control of my car and everything I do is every, everywhere I go is being tracked, I'm not yeah. so into that. Um, for the you know marginal increase in safety, you're a conflicted man. But the well, well that's just that I don't understand the point of that. But if it becomes a completely different thing, man, watching movies, you got an hour and a half commute and now you're just gonna watch you watch a couple TV shows. Right. That'll fly by. Sure, or you could, in effect, take classes. To advance your career? Why is you know, uh, nourish your mind? Why is a radio guy advocating you get to watch TV shows? Uh, Because we're idiots? Because I'm an idiot. (laughs) Because we don't think? The reason you listen to... We just don't think. The reason you listen to the radio in traffic is because you can't watch a TV show while you're in traffic.
4: (laughs) You're wrong! (laughs) That's the whole reason you're
3: listening to the radio. What's the matter with us? We need to hire a big guy, big hairy guy. Give him a list of things. If we ever say things like this, you just slap us hard. Uh, okay, so we got more debate stuff. You're gonna too. hear a lot of whimpering during the show. All right, I want to hear. That. I want to hear uh, Sean. Any analysis from smart people? I, I would. I'd be all for hearing. By okay, the way. so you're fine with analysis, not just the polling, oh, viewer oh, poll stuff like that.
4: Analysis is better
3: than polling. Okay, okay. <laughs> if it's from smart people. Uh, Not not so much analysis from dumb people, Um, but this poll came out. uh, This has got nothing to do with the debate asking whether or not the president is a racist and a slim majority. Fifty one percent say the president is a racist in a new Quinnipiac poll. That's not good. Forty five percent say he's not. Well, I I, yeah, I will drill down on this that. Yeah. Well, at first blush, that's definitely not good. Um, And then you break it down. 91% of Republicans said Trump is not a racist, and 86% of Democrats said he is a racist. So uh, there's a slight difference in whether or not you're a Republican or Democrat and think he's a racist. Trump's response to it was actually, I think, pretty smart and probably right. He said the word racist has been thrown around so much now, and it's been so watered down right that it doesn't mean the same thing it used to, in effect, is what he said. And yeah. and, and I think he's absolutely right. Yeah. I would love to hear the, the half of the country think, thinks the president is racist define racism. Well, if given the unanimity of the mainstream media, near unanimity, in announcing that harshly criticizing Elijah Cummings, who is a hypocritical, bloated, lying, fake charity-running old fool... Criticizing him, does that make you a racist? Well, according to the mainstream media, yes. Well, then, is the president a guy who will criticize black people harshly when he thinks they have a coming? If that makes him a racist, I guess he's a racist. But again, the, and and it's funny, the awareness of this is just exploding. The word has been so overused and so watered down. You just can't take it seriously anymore, which is a shame because racism is a, is an evil and insidious thing. I would like to no actually, matter who it's practiced against. Uh, this has been a a burr in my saddle because I I ride a burro to work. Uh, this uh, is has charming. Been, this really, this has been a burr in my saddle since Sunday morning. That George Stephanopoulos, who I kind of like on uh, ABC This Week, opened his show with more racist tweets from the president. Right, just declared it so. So if a if criticizing the district of a congressperson who happens to be black, is racist, then what wouldn't be racist? What criticism of someone of color
4: wouldn't be racist? I, I, I would like, I would like to hear George he, Stephanopoulos. It's not that he criticized people of color. It's how he does it. The defenders want to focus on what he said. The people who, who want to accuse him of things want to focus on how he said it. Yeah, uh, Explain
3: yeah. what that means,
4: re-Cummings and his district. Uh, The the fact that he only seems to use the word infested when he's talking about black people.
3: I find that ridiculous. I just find it absolutely ridiculous.
4: Rat infested is a common term.
3: Oh, yeah. That's, yeah, that's such a reach. I mean, we appreciate you throwing it out there, P.S., because it's in the media all the time. And half of people but, agree with you. Yeah, that's right, what I people just...
4: are talking about. They're not talking about criticizing Elijah Cummings in particular.
3: Yeah, but that's, an, that's a th- ludicrous argument. Number one, show me that's true. And number two, uh, what the hell does that mean? More, uh, Roach infested. Up. More on this and Marshall's News coming up. Mm-hmm. Hey, uh, Marshall. This is exciting. Uh, yes? Alert listener Bruce has emailed us. He's uh, traveling in Vermont and has come across uh, Marshall Phillips Road. Uh, evidently, Marshall Phillips is some sort of Vermont folk hero. Well, I, what do I you I wanna know? know? The story behind this. Uh, that was uh, probably when you uh, interceded in the great Vermont uh, maple syrup fire of, of 1975 <laughs> and saved what, 5,000 lives? It
5: could have been then, yes indeed, Marshall so, Phillips
3: Road. Ah, oh, the statues. Oh. Well, several of the statues to Marshall have been torn down because of his ties to the Confederacy, but uh, the road <laughs> remains.
5: <laughs> like the Paul Bunyan uh, statue in uh, outside of Fargo, right? It's very much like that. Yeah, yeah. So
3: we were just discussing. 30 feet tall, Marshall Phillips. Yeah. Yes. We were just discussing this little exchange between Hickenlooper and Sanders.
5: I think if we're going to force Americans to make these radical
2: changes, they're not going to go along. You uh, Throw your hands up. But you, right. you haven't. Implemented oh, ho, I can do it. But you haven't implemented the plan.
3: So this has become quite the meme on Twitter, yeah. and I was just looking it over, and there's a lot of funny stuff on there. So if yeah, you want funny for the day, <laughs> throw my hands in the air like I don't care. <laughs> but um, as it was pointed out, the, 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 you had the um, you had that throw your hands up, go ahead. Or you had Tim Ryan saying, "Hey, you don't have to yell, Bernie." You know there there was nice. there was a lack of. Um, uh, Adoration, veneration, deference, deference yeah. To, uh, oh, yeah. To Bernie Sanders, definitely on the stage last night. I think he absolutely lost his role as the leader of the way left. And it's the Liz Warren yeah. It's, it's Liz Warren now touting uh, the Sovietization of America. She's good at it. She is really good at it. Uh, let's get the news now Marshall Phillips. Now,
5: jumping back into it, the Democratic Party's tug-of-war over pragmatism versus ideological purity was indeed on display during the debate. Attacks on the leading liberal health care policy, Medicare for All, dominated a lot of the debate with the leading progressives, Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren defending it, and more moderate candidates. Warning about cost and effectiveness. Moderates like John Delaney, who challenged the progressive agenda. I think Democrats win when we run on real solutions, not impossible promises. When we run on things that are workable, not fairy tale economics. We need to encourage collaboration between the government, the private sector, and the nonprofit sector, and focus on those kitchen table, pocketbook issues that matter to hard-working Americans. Building infrastructure, creating jobs, improving their pay, you, creating universal health care, lowering drug prices. Senator we to do it.
1: You know, I don't understand why anybody goes to all the trouble of running for President of the United States just to talk about what we really can't do and shouldn't fight for.
5: Hey, you know, Elizabeth
3: Warren... Sorry, Liz, go on, darling. That's such oh, a great exchange. She is yeah. clearly a graduate of the Joe Getty How to Argue Unfairly School. <laughs> because that is a ridiculous argument, but it really rouses the rabble. Well, and it's it's the, um, I'm going to build the wall and Mexico's going to pay for it. And, uh... It, it, it's just saying, look, I'm really, 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 really on your side. Right. That's, that's how it functions in modern politics. It's ridiculous, but that's how it works. You know, I thought John D. Lady was really, really strong in being the realist. I thought he People really emerged. That. that. No. Apparently. And he's got a head like a watermelon. But that <laughs> does not mean and his ideas are not sound. I thought he did a great job of expressing, yeah. you know, the Democrat version of realism. I will tell you this. Little Mayor Pete. He said a couple of things last night that if he weren't wacky on several other, uh, you know, scores, I would be be a fan. The 37-year-old gay veteran that I'm reading from Axios now, he quoted scripture to condemn Republicans for their moral hypocrisy. I missed that part, but he pledged to withdraw U.S. troops from Afghanistan in his first year in office. So at least he's talking about our troops. He also declined an opportunity from moderator Don Lemon to attack Bernie Sanders over his age, which I bring up only because if you missed it last night, one of the most notable aspects of it was CNN obviously said, listen. We have a terrible, terrible channel. Nobody watches us. Those who do go away angry and disappointed.
5: We have a
3: terrible channel. We are near death and we're getting worse every day. So what we need to do is, is is get some headlines. We need some clips everybody plays over and over again. We need to pit these people against each other and get them to say mean stuff about each other. I mean, to the point of absurdity, every third question, every other question was, you said Bernie Sanders is unrealistic. Do you think Bernie ought to be in a home? And Pete would be like, "No, listen, I'm not. I want to talk about my policies here." But they tried and they tried and they tried. Wait till they have that opportunity tonight with Kamala Harris and uh, and Biden. And some of the things Cory Booker said about Biden. Tonight could be fiery. Oh, yeah. You know what Cory Booker's got to do? Because it's astonishing. Joe Biden has, what is it, what percentage of it, of the black vote does he oh, have? Over half. Right, okay. So that's And Rachel. everybody else is in single digits. The two black candidates are in single digits. Right. Uh, Joe Biden looks like, he makes Irishmen look, you know, dark and ethnic. He's so white. But, you know, the association with Barack Obama, the rest of it. So he's got that huge percentage of the black vote. Poor Cory Cory Booker, who's a black man, has got nothing. Nobody cares. No black people are are supporting him. So he's got to come off blacker tonight. I mean, he's got to go, like, way black. I don't know. He's going to bring up everybody from Malcolm X to Jay-Z. He is going to go way black. He may, he, You may hear some a little code switching, as they say. He's desperate. He needs that. Well, and as you just pointed out, CNN is not going to allow the candidates to have said strong things on the campaign trail but not bring it up on the stage. Jake Taffer will bring it up and make them defend it mm-hmm. right? or make Biden respond to it. So it could be pretty good tonight.
5: Well, I'll tell you, my friends, next time uh, you are in a hotel or motel, scoop them up while you can, because you, you're going to be saying goodbye to those mini shampoo bottles. Holiday Inn, amongst others, is ditching them to help save the environment. All the mini toiletries are going to be replaced with bulk-sized supplies in the next year or two. For the holiday, What does that mean? That means they're going to be in jugs. You know, the big the, old jug, you, you squirt kind of th-
3: yourself some shampoo, yep. Which
5: is fine.
4: Yep. Who cares? Yep. Well, Those I things just- better be tamper proof.
5: Produce, no,
3: that, oh, the, 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 oh, oh, the, Sean. The, 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 oh, Sean! Oh, I Yeah, I don't. I don't know how
4: I feel about oh. community soaps. You know, it'd be funny <laughs> if I blanked in this. <laughs> 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 okay, way more twenty-year-olds than you would like to imagine.
5: Right? <laughs>
3: oh. 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 this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> <Very> <laughs> Although, cool. I tell you what, and I'm no, I'm no environmental wackadoo, but we yeah. produce way, way too much plastic and throw it away. Way, way, too quickly. There's yeah. just no need for I think it. maybe a better answer is Sweet. super biodegradable plastic. Or we all just get in the habit of if I'm going to be in a hotel room, maybe I should have my own bar soap and some shampoo. But here's the problem. I always forget my shampoo, so I practically single-handedly will replace the plastic waste of the past. But yeah, something ought to be done. It's dumb. We don't need I, I mean, our landfills are just... Shammed with plastic, and it doesn't go away for a thousand years, and God knows what it's doing to us as it does break up and get yep. into the soil. So, yeah, still, we ought to do something.
5: All right, my friends, that's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong, a Getty show, The Conscience of the Nation.
3: Unfortunately, the something we're going to do is poop in the shampoo container. <laughs> <laughs>
4: um, how's the,
3: Sean, how's the late night joke off about the Democratic debate? Is it awful as
4: usual, or is it? It's well, probably, yeah, yeah. I don't. Know, I might be just be spoiled because I think David Spade's so much better than anything the other guys are doing that I like his jokes just better. So it it pales in comparison now that we have that.
3: It's only 38 seconds of our lives. Do you want to hear it? Jim? You know, it's been long enough since we've done it. The so bad it's good thing is back in play. When it's bad day after day after day, it's so bad it's bad. But I am willing wow. to risk it. Perhaps after the break or what? Yeah. Or do you want to do it I, now? I want to get it over with, like taking off a Band-Aid in your child's life. You, just, <laughs> you have no self-control. Like getting a shot or something. Yeah, Let's just do it now. All right, great. <laughs> it's hard to sum up what happened tonight,
2: but most of it was a bunch of guys with no chance to win the Democratic nomination, <laughs>
3: yelling Republican talking points at the people who can. It, it was like watching the Seven Dwarves offering Snow White a poison apple.
5: <laughs>
3: it's weird they don't have a better process for thinning the herd. Have 30 years of reality TV taught the Democrats nothing? You can't go from 20 candidates right to one. First, you have to put them on an island and separate them into
5: tribes. President Trump did not tweet for the entirety of tonight's debate, and I think we all owe a big thank you to the Bachelorette finale.
3: Um. They, uh. Oh.
5: <laughs> yeah, that was
3: funny. I tried. Oh, no, no kidding. It took eight, no, nope, nine days off my life. <laughs> oh. Um, they did separate into tribes, though. That has happened. Yeah. They, they've separated into the uh, give you everything you want for nothing tribe and the we're going to be moderate tribe, and uh. we'll see who wins. I think I know who's going to win that. I would rather have a mosquito in my ear than Stephen Colbert in my headphones. He is so incredibly insufferable. I want to discuss one thing he said in his terrible, terrible, I graded it D joke. Okay. uh, As we go forward, because you're going to hear that phrase a lot. Okay. We'll we'll, uh, we'll pick up on that and some more highlights coming up on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Armstrong and Getty. Uh
5: Armstrong and Getty show.
3: Hey, we haven't we haven't hit this for a while. It's it's one of the uh, the memes and highlight uh, highlights of the uh, the debate for some reason. Debate eleven there, Sean. This is getting a lot of attention today.
1: If you think any of this wonkiness is going to deal with this dark psychic force of the collectivized hatred that this president is bringing up in this country, then I'm afraid that the Democrats are going to see some very dark days. We need to...
3: the dark psychic force, ladies. It's the gentlemen. only thing that gets me through the day. The dark psychic force. Who are you to criticize my DPF? That's Marianne Williamson, who's on the stage for some reason. It she sounds like a Netflix psychic. show that I would love. Yeah, no kidding. Just eight episodes. Cody yeah, Harrelson's involved, <laughs> Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> it's really good. Um, I was, I was uh, talking to a former politician last night about wh- what are both parties going to do to try to not end up with 20 candidates in the future? Because enough people have now figured out, hey, run them for president, it's got to subside. You get on national television yeah. with tens of millions of people watching you, and you don't need to have really hardly any qualifications to, uh, to get on that debate stage i mean can because i I've, you know the whole dark psychic force is entertaining, but she ain't no. No, she ain't going to be president she's not going to be even part of an administration no there's, there's just it's just it's a it's a um uh, uh, uh. What do you call it? An ego thing Mm -hmm. for a lot of these people. Al Sharpton when he was running for president. Or just nakedly a career move. Yeah, it's just a career move. And both parties need to figure that out and get people that have any chance and actually are trying to do this. I tell you what, though, for next election cycle, if you're a uh, conservative-leaning person with a great deal of money and very poor judgment... I could be your man. <laughs> if you will bankroll like the first six months of my campaign. I think I could get on stage and get some attention. At least as much as, you know, a Marianne Williamson or a uh, Tim Ryan? Tim Ryan, yes. <laughs> man, I got it right that time.
2: <laughs> so, uh, you know,
3: uh, do you know who Paul Begala is? He's, uh, he's a Democrat uh, strategist operative guy. Um, Hunter S. Thompson, the insane uh, writer. Uh, knew Paul and thought very highly of him. He he swings very different than I do differently than I do politically, but he's a very, very smart guy and quite reasonable. Um and he was talking about the debate last night and he thought Elizabeth Warren really won the day, came out firing on all cylinders. He said most of her arguments were completely unfair. Completely unfair to her competitors. But he said it seemed to win the day. And he was talking about a couple of different things, which we've touched on. One, that the insufferable, I'd rather have a mosquito buzzing in my ear than the voice of Stephen Colbert. But uh, Colbert used the uh, the candidates spouting Republican talking points. That was uh, a line Elizabeth Warren used a couple of times. Anytime one of the reasonable grown-up Democrats who can do math would say, look, these plans of yours not only will lose us the election, but they don't make any sense. This won't work. And, and old Liz Warren would say, I don't know why you're echoing Republican talking points. Well, and that was one of the things Paul Begala addressed. He said, look, it may be a Republican talking point, but that's precisely the talking point that we're going to have to respond to in the general election. And it's really not a bad point they're making. So the idea that that sort of argument should be, you know, a persona non grata, argumenta non grata, is, is just dumb but Elizabeth Warren is super good at unfair argument which would probably make her really entertaining on the stage with Donald J Trump well i'll tell you what she's good at and it's sweeping the world populism is sweeping the world she's really good at that different that that word has a number of different meanings and different uh, you know settings do you mean like on the debate stage what do you yeah. mean well I, I think her saying things that sound good to a whole bunch of people and make them feel good, right? Um, right. Rabble rousing, in rabble rousing, yeah, yeah. That's that's sweeping the world. People, for whatever reason, in the democracies are uh, not digging uh, the the current system mm-hmm. for a variety of reasons. And, and and half of Italy and, and, and half of Great Britain and half of America and half all these countries, you can split it in half. And half thinks there needs to be more of this and half thinks there's going to be less of this on what's wrong with the current system. But they're willing to throw out whatever they got now. Yeah. And people standing on stage on the right and the left have gotten over with just saying pie-in-the-sky stuff that that... that, that. I don't know, signals I'm on your side. Right. I'll build a wall, Mexico will pay for it. You can all have free health care, and you won't have to pay more taxes. Mm. All kinds of different stuff. Yeah, I will say this about Donald J., and I have a number of problems with him, particularly his his rhetoric, but listen, he actually is keeping a lot of his campaign promises. He roused the rabble, and no, Mexico's not going to pay for the freaking wall, and everybody knew it, and everybody knows it, but he is working to build a wall and or replace weak fence that wouldn't keep a child of four out of the country with, you know, big serious barriers. As Thomas Friedman himself put it, a high wall with a big gate. He actually moved, uh, recognized the capital of Jerusalem as uh, of, of Israel as Jerusalem, rather, and and several other major things that Republicans have been been paying lip service to, but doing nothing about for the longest time. So I will absolutely grant you that Trump is a rabble rouser and a populist, but there has been a significant amount of substance behind it. Although, you know what, I will say this in Liz Warren's uh, you know, defense, which is an odd sentence to come out of my mouth. I think she believes a lot of the ridiculous crap she's spouting. I think she wants to try a socialist economy in the U.S. Uh, I don't think she's being insincere. I think it's dangerous. It's a nightmare. Do the people cheering think it's actually going to happen if she's president, or are they just happy that she's on that side of it? Gosh, that's a great question. I don't know. A large
4: portion of the people cheering wouldn't describe her plan as a socialist economy. And I think there's a, there's a divide there in terms of her supporters and her detractors.
3: But do they think that she could, if she was president, put in... You know, well, the, I mean, what the other candidates were saying on stage is, well, they were saying we won't win with this, but they're all saying we can't do it unless you had 75 votes in the Senate, because you wouldn't even get all the Democrats. Uh, unless you had 75 votes in the Senate and strong in the House, you, you're not going to pull this off anyway. So even just, if you got past the election, which you never would. Right. They believe so she'll it,
4: fight for it. Yeah, Re- yeah, regardless of I mean. how successful right. she is at it, I don't think they care. It's right. tribal yeah, exactly. signaling.
3: Exactly. That's what I thought it was. It's you're on you're on the right side of this discussion for me. I don't think you know, I know it can't yeah. probably happen, but have you ever heard us talk about this before? I think it's worth repeating because it's one of the most significant aspects of politics these days worth being observant of. And uh Sebastian Younger mentions it in his, his fabulous, fabulous book, Tribe. But If I were to get on the air, for instance, this morning and say something mildly, slightly conservative, mildly, slightly, fiscally conservative, you'd think, yeah, I guess that Joe Getty is, uh, yeah, I I think he swings my way. That That was okay. If I were to say something wildly, extravagantly, fiscally conservative, you'd say, oh, my God, he's with us. He's absolutely with us. And so that's what you get a lot in politics these days. And that was the, what was so brilliant about we'll build a wall and make make Mexico pay for it. Nobody emerged from that saying, "I really need to, Trump to tease out his immigration thoughts a right. little more." I, yeah. I can't quite tell what he's for. So it's although it's it's effective, and sometimes it's fun, and I get it. But if that's all we have, because we're trying to rock the vote and get down to like the bottom 20% IQ-wise of the populace to show up and drool streaming down their chins, actually cast a vote. The problem is we lose all the adult stuff. And I like some of the the crazy stuff. It's fun. Makes life worth living. I do it all the time. But, we gosh, we need the adult stuff, too. One of my favorite follows on Twitter is Jonah Goldberg. He's a columnist, and he said, I feel like Marianne Williamson got cut off before she could talk about the role of healing crystals in her healthcare plan. <laughs> I believe that to be sarcasm, Jack. Uh, our text line, if you want to join in, 415-295-KFTC. 415-295-KFTC.
0: Armstrong and Getty. and other important information.